Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy.
I want you to take out your Bible. Ask your neighbor, did you come to church with a Bible? Then we want to make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Amen and amen. It's a pleasure to be in church this Sunday. Amen. Ask your neighbor, how have your days been? And ask your neighbor, were you at Sounds of Joy? Did you win? Did you bring a soul or two? Hey, did you, number one, did you come yourself? Number two, did you bring somebody? What's the answer you are getting? It's our neighbor, look, any silence, it means none of the above. Hey! Hey! Hallelujah. I'm going to preach a very short sermon today. After the service, you can send me a text and ask me why I made it short. I'll tell you why. If you text me, I'll tell you why. Is it a good deal? It's a very, very short. Five facts about the call of God. I don't know why you are saying wow. <laughs> I think you should tell me I shouldn't start. So I shouldn't start right now. So I'm just, I'm just going to preach it like that. Today I think I'm going to turn into a block of wax and preach it. Beautiful. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Do you see now why it has to be short? Why does it have to be short? Why should it be short? Oh, no, no, no. Why am I going to preach short? No. Oh, every scripture is self-explanatory. Because why have the long tail? And when you cut it off, you get V, which stands for vagabond. <laughs> I told you, text me and I'll tell you why it's so short. Hallelujah. Well, this week, this month, we are just looking at the subject of many are called. Many are called. And, and in, in the calling that the Lord calls us, we find our purpose. It cannot be, it cannot be that we came to this earth only to struggle and die. Don't think about it. But if you think about it well, you will discover that all of life is a struggle of some sort. Mm. Struggle to be born. That's why the children, when they arrive, they are crying. As they are coming, they are crying. Because where they were, food was free, available on demand. The temperature was exactly correct. Now you are pushing me out into this world. I don't even know what tomorrow holds. Are you there? I have to cry and scream before you feed me. I have to make noise before you change my diaper. Are you there? As soon as you start to move around a little bit, they say they are taking you to school. You are going to meet a certain organism called a teacher. Teachers are very special people. 
you will remember them with kindness or you remember them with wickedness, depending on your experience. Yeah. If you think through, you will always have a teacher when you think your heart is soft. Heart is soft. You remember, ah, but for this teacher. But then you also have another one. When you remember the person, then you have to remember that you are a Christian and forgiveness is part of the human race. Uh, the, the, otherwise, are you there? Yeah. But imagine, I mean, just think about it. This child who had no special need all of a sudden. Bra, no bra. Hey. It must be a shock. Thank God we don't remember it so much. Then you continue. At age like this, then they will be beating you. I had a teacher. I still remember Mr. Apple. I don't remember names easily. Mr. Apple, every Friday was reckoning day. If you did the weekly test and you got 50, you are beaten for getting 50. If you get 70, why did you not do better? The day that I said this is unjust was a guy who got 98. He still got a beating that if he had just stretched the two last marks to get 100. I mean, I mean, what, what is that? What kind of wala is that? Hey, are you here? I'm just telling you the story of your life in another way. Are you there? Then, at first, they used to just give you food, you eat. It comes to a point, they said they are training you to cook. One of the most stressful things on earth is to learn how to cook. Hey! The first time I was frying the fish and the fish were jumping at me, I jumped and they knocked my head out. Why did I jump and I should be standing? I said, ah! you see hot oil coming, will you not jump? They said, no, 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 no. You have to be, you're a woman, you have to take it I, I don't understand. Are you there? I'm talking to some people. Hey, then I learned a trick from somebody. I need to scatter some small flour in the <laughs> I got away with it until the day I was caught. That day I overflowered it. Oh man. Are you in the house? They said the hot thing, you have to learn how to pick it like that. I mean, why? Why? I don't understand. Why? You must take it from the otherwise you are not a proper woman. What is that? How many of you are identifying with what I'm saying? Because some of you are looking at me as if you dear, they didn't do you some. Then when you are cutting the onions and then you stop because your eyes are watering, no, then they ask you that what? Yeah. I've never been so grateful to the Lord as when I discovered that glasses can shield you to some degree. It doesn't come 100%. Hey. If you're a boy, they say you must be a man. Even when you are just two feet tall. No muscles. They say bemenshu. Oh. A friend of mine, he was beaten in school. By some boys, when he went home, he was got home crying. Got home crying. Me neighbor. Hey, Jibo, are you not a man? Come on, next time when they do. Oh, hey, I'm asking you. See, all this is this wala? Is not wala? And you start to pray that you grow. It grows small, then the exams are waiting. 
is rewriting exams of courses that you were not taught. You cannot say they didn't teach you. You write the exam. Whatever happens, you write it. I'm talking about some people's lives. Then you start to fall in love. Your heart breaks once. Hey! Then you say, uh, is this my heart that it was like an egg? Now I'm going to coat it with a little something. Then it breaks twice. Are you there? If you don't take care, even how your mind begins to work, Christ will change. Hey! Stand at the girl, she was just after your money. The money, now not that it's plenty, you were just bossing him. Hey! That guy cried just that he wanted to sleep with you, not be anything. He told you that you were the sunshine in his life, but Charlie. Hey, mom. Huh. You are number what? Uh, Pastor Davis, I should tell you that you are number 49. He told you you are the one and only. That you too, how you say you have not done some before. He too has not done some before, Niger. It's your lover. Hey. Only to discover. Only to discover that he has said the same thing. Hmm. Are you in the church? I'm just talking about life. Oh. When you go to school, you finish. You say that when you finish, you don't have the name. Right, just ask. Hey. You are on your 200th letter. And it has not produced any good job. It produced a job, but not a good job. Not every job that's a good job. You are still writing applications as you are. If your complaint about the job is that it doesn't give you space to write applications, that's the problem. I'm talking to some people. You thought by this time, some of you wrote down by the age of 25, I would have been building my first house. Meanwhile, when you're 30, you are 30 years old. You have not even seen gravel, gravel, crowd who will be the hey, everybody. What is this? You know, the ladies by this time were hoping that we will marry. We spend the first 25 years praying for the husband. And we spend the next 45 years praying about that husband. We spend the next how many years praying for a child. And then the rest of our lives praying that that child will become, oh God. I don't know, but me, the answer I look at it, you know. And one in trouble. Hustle. And then, just when you get to the point where now, now it's better. A friend told me, he said, look, all through the years when I was growing up, they said that the chicken was for my father. And I always got the chicken bone, that uh, leg, you know, with the toes. But now that I'm a man, and I'm now at the point where I'm buying the chicken, and I should be getting the thigh. They know that my cholesterol is high. So, I should not eat meat. And I remember him looking at me, asking, so when am I going to eat the meat? When? You thought by this time, and they uh, drink you like you can be drinking it. Then they say, look, look, watch out. Watch out on the sugar. Okay, watch out. And you are wondering. And you are wondering. And then you, by the time you finish wondering, they say that, oh, you have got BP, you have got something, something. You start to prepare for the end. If you are lucky, you have a chance to prepare. If you are not lucky, it will end while you are still thinking about. Hey, that's why I asked you what the point is. What the point is. Can you not see that there's no point? It was just a question of, and mom was saying that we should die. I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's why Jesus said something in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come unto me, all you who labor. Can't you see the labor? I'm asking somebody. I said, can't you see the labor? Hey, look, tell the neighbor, nowhere cool. Every time, there's always something, 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 something. You are renting, then you say, let me build. Now you are built. Then you have discovered that. <laughs> you are wondering what you have discovered. You have discovered that there's water under your ground is climbing your walls after you have built them. <laughs> ah! Are you in the church or you are not in the church? What again have you discovered? That the area where you are, they put the lights off. 30% of the time, the lights are off. They say, oh, they, they, they. We lived in a house, do you remember? We rewired it three times. Are you there? No, but nowhere cool. No, and if you are here thinking that life is cool, then you are a child, you are young. You are now coming. Oh, but I thought you were the one who said that when we meet Jesus, every time that's going to be all right. Hey. Please, oh. That's why he said, come. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. In case you didn't know, there's a heavy load. It doesn't matter what work you do. Many people think that, pastors, we just preach on Sunday, then we go and sleep. Number one, do you know how much preparing goes into one sermon? Number two, look at how you are. And imagine somebody pastoring you. You are very quiet. I learned my lessons of forgiveness from the word encounter service. This particular service. Mm. That's when I learned that if I don't forgive, I go crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you there? You to the profession you have chosen. Every 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 profession has its something. Every profession. You thought that when you get there is peace. Then you discover that it has some. Somebody was there. When they have asked, come and wish for something, his whole prayer is that the man will bring generator. Then he, he, <laughs> In other words, for me to generate the money you are asking me to bring for you, he doesn't want the shop. His whole prayer. Why did you pray for something for yourself? Am I talking to someone in the house today? Look, I need you to see the purposelessness of life. Because when you don't see the purposelessness of life, you give yourself to it. And you go, that, that's why they call it the rat race. It's just a race with no end. One rat, two rats, three rats, four rats. Oh, when I get a house, I'll be okay. You will get the house and you want something else. Or when I marry, I'll be okay. You will marry and you want something else. Or when I get a child, you will get the child. I know a certain lady, she had 11 boys. She prayed that her child number 12 was a girl, and that girl was the one who killed her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the girl woke up, her stubbornness was more than all the 11 boys combined. And the woman got hurt something, something, something from it. That was it. Hey! She thought when she gets the girl pet, she'll be all right. You two, what are you saying? When you get it, you'll be all right. Jesus knew. He knew this. 
That's why, he, and he says, you are laboring, and not just laboring, he says, you are heavy laden. Heavy. Some of you, the way your mind is working, bing, 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 you have already reached year 2027. <laughs> hey. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh my God, oh my God. He says, come, let me take what you are carrying and give you rest. But I need you to also understand that. So now that's number one. Because many of you are still in verse 28. You have not yet realized that there's something you've got to give it over to the Lord. If not, it will finish you. The way it is, you know. The way it is. Hey. Mm. But he went on. He didn't stop there. And there was a reason why he didn't stop there. All these things we are doing is part of the work that we have to do. And man was made for work. Are you there? We have to work. If we don't work, we die. It, the sign of approaching death is the, the cessation of work. It's one of the things. So he goes on to say, take my yoke on you and learn of me. For I am meek and lonely in heart and you will find rest for your souls. There is a work he has for us to do. And you see, until we realize that it is in combination with what we are doing. He says, you bring what you are holding. That job that you are doing, you bring it. I will be guiding you. Just bring it. Then take mine. Because as you make mine first, you begin to get some peace of mind. Some rest for your soul. Hello? I see that you are still somewhere. You see, even when you have children who don't disturb you, do you know that they will grow and leave you? Oh, you are very quiet. Oh. The child that you said that day, hey, because of this child, I can't serve God. Because of this child, I can't. I said they will go, they will look at your face and say, Baba, yo, I've seen somebody I like. And they will leave you there. So if you are a parent here, can you please take note? You are... <laughs> they will look at you and leave you. Hey, are you there? One of my sons, he said that he, this thing called marriage and thing. We were there when he came to announce that, look, I have accomplished it, I'm done. I found her and I proposed and I'm getting married. I thought he said, he dear. As the brothers are looking, he dear. So he's there. Tell me, but no way cool. He will say goodbye. Hey, she will say goodbye. You say what? You are daddy's darling. She's daddy's darling. Daddy, get ready. It's fathers who cry at weddings, not mothers. <laughs> hey, the church is very quiet. Hey, your father was, eh, yes. Oh, yes. One of my best friends in the ministry is Bishop Arthur Dixon. We were laughing. This guy, he will cry today. Oh, yes. What a some man is coming to marry your daughter. Will he be kind? Will he be wicked? You know, many fathers they cry. Hey. My father was a very jovial man. My wedding day's face was like a stone. <laughs> because you realize that this is your baby that you have called, darling, darling, Pastor Junior, as you have made your face to joy, will look at you and say. Bye bye, daddy. And you will have to say, say, who gives this man to this dog girl to be married away? This and you will stand there and say, 
I, I don't know whether you say you are Kingsley or you are Junior, whichever name that you are going to use, you stand there say you. Hey. <laughs> Your baby is living. Hey, life is something. Oh, it's really something. Jesus knew. Jesus knew. And he said, for us to have peace of mind and rest of the soul, all these things you call labor, just, just give it to the Lord. Just give it to him. All these things. All these things. Just give it to him. He'll be guiding you because you have to work to live. You have to, I mean, those things are part of life. But the thing that you should expend your emotion and your love and your energy on that's the one you should remove, you should receive from him. Because he says, his yoke, what he will give you, is easy. It's easy. And his burden is light. Most of us are thinking that that one is difficult. And then we are holding our own. Hey! Hmm. Are you in the church? We are holding our own that, oh, then when I'm gone, God's own is very, very difficult. Anyway, five facts. Number one, many are called. Mm. Matthew 22 and verse 14 many are called I'm just preaching from a book you have many are called and that means God calls large numbers of people for each one of us he has something to be done he has something that he wants us to do ah, is a young man asleep hey. yes I will. goodness gracious me are you, in, are you in the church yeah we are called and you are called. Amen? He wants large numbers of people because, after all, the world is made up of a lot of people. If you are going to send the message to 8 billion people, will you choose just a few people? Not at all. You need more people. Recently, when we were doing the door-to-door and sharing leaflets for the uh, Sons of Joy, lots of people, and yet there was still more work to be done. I remember the day I asked them, let's do a calculation and we thought out and we realized that we had only, after all the work, only 7,000 uh, lives had been shared. In the end, we sent out 40,000. It cannot be done by a few people. Am I talking to some people this week? Yeah. What does he call us to do? To be fruitful. I've preached on fruitfulness here for a whole month, so I'm just going to read the scripture and move on. You have not chosen me. I've chosen you. <laughs> Dennis, I don't like that. <laughs> you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask to the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hallelujah. I've preached so much on this scripture that I hope and I believe that if you are here and you have heard it before, that you have people who are your fruits. Amen. I don't want to enter. If I enter now, we shall start quarreling. Number three. You see, many people feel that they are not called because they see some people being called in a spectacular way. Things happen. I can't imagine being there when Paul, Apostle Paul, was being called. Light. Hey. So everybody, they, everyone saw the light. They didn't all hear the message, but they saw the light. And then he, he spoke with the Lord. I mean, when you've had such an expression, an experience, no matter what's going on, you cannot doubt your calling. Because it was so spectacular and so, you know, in your face, right there. 
and you knew that something has happened to you. Am I talking to Christians in the house today? Yeah. So because of some experiences like this, those of us who haven't had that experience, we believe that, oh, and yet, I'm not called. I'm not called. I'm not inside. That's why I'm happy to give you point number four, which says that for most people, the call is just in a natural way, an ordinary way. What do we mean by ordinary? Nothing special is happening. You're just asked to do something, or you're just doing the thing that's in front of you. You are, you are, you are somebody who is a responsible person. So when you saw that something wasn't being done, you just did it. Not knowing that, that was the beginning of your call. That was the beginning of your call. Am I talking to some people? There were some people you were setting up at the crusade, setting up, carrying things. It's like, oh, what is that? Oh, hey, you didn't know that you had begun something. That was the beginning. And from there, then something else and something else and something. It was the start of things. You were on a certain road. Am I talking to some people today? You don't know that you are called. Paul, he knew. He knew. So some people, very ordinary. There's a scripture. I want us to read it in First Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. Let's read it in a simple to understand version. This was an experience Elijah, who was a prophet, had. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And Elijah stood there, and the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? This scripture is just showing us something that is not always in the dramatics. I thought if God was going to speak, and in the Old Testament, we have several examples of the Lord speaking. Amen? And when he was speaking to people, I mean, Moses was going up the mountain. The children of Israel said, we are going with you. We too will hear some. When they came and they stood at the bottom of the mountain and they heard <laughs> the thunder that was supposed to be, God said, please, we have changed our mind. We have changed our mind. We will not go again. You go and come and tell us what he says. Because that's what we expect, that the voice is going to be so beye. Push your neighbor and say beye. But God also has a voice that is just like another human being's voice. Yes, the prophet Samuel heard that voice in 1 Samuel, I believe chapter 3. And he was lying there, was about to sleep, and he heard somebody calling him Samuel. Samuel. It sounded like just a human being. If it didn't sound like a human being, he wouldn't have gotten up and gone to, uh, um, to, to Eli. He went to Eli because the voice sounded like Eli. Then the voice came a second time, and he went back again. And so when he went the third time, then Eli, who was more experienced in the things of God, said, ah, he was sure that it's God talking to the boy. Then he told him, look, when you go back in, if the voice comes again, just speak, Lord, your servant hears. It should tell you that the voice of God is not always drama. If when Samuel was lying there as a little boy, the room began to shake, and my son, my son, don't you think he would have known that somebody else was speaking? But it was so everyday and ordinary. 
Just like when your pastor or your shepherd asks you to do something, it doesn't sound like anything impressive. It's like, oh, just this person. You didn't know that in it. There was something, an ordinary voice. An ordinary voice. And many times, he asks us, he starts with ordinary things. Am I talking to somebody? He starts with ordinary things, just normal things. I remember that the first time I decided to do a crusade, it was in a certain area. I think we just took it. I think it was a speaker in something. And we just went and stood in the dust. We didn't even go around inviting people. We just made noise. Uh, that, oh, Guineans, we like noise, isn't it? When we hear noise, don't people come and come and see that? What is it? It's like I'm just looking for something to do. Hey. Push your neighbor and say, hey. Not knowing that it's something. It's an ordinary something. Ordinary. An ordinary beginning. What have you started that you are looking down on? What have you started that will have influenced people? You see, if you took it a little more seriously, you suddenly discover that it's leading you somewhere. The truth is that many of us just play with it and leave it. But if you took it a little more seriously, you'll find out that it's actually a certain call that you are answering. Am I talking to some people today? And, and I believe that as you, as you do those things, you see that God moves you on. And it's your call that you are answering. Because remember, you are called to be fruitful. You are called to do something that will help another person to find Christ. That's what fruitfulness is. Amen? And what about all the other things we are doing in church? You are serving God. It's a service in the house of God. It also has its fruit, but it's, it, its reward, but it's not your fruit. Your fruit is a person because you are a person. Or you get to heaven and when the Lord has where's your foot, you say it's a guitar. Can it be? Or is the balloons I've been using to do the call? <laughs> they are they are necessary. Nobody should belittle it. Nobody should make after all, if I didn't have help with this microphone, this sermon couldn't be preached. Very important. So it's a service in the house of God. I'm just saying that it's not your fruit. Your fruit relates to another person. So when you are the kind of person saying, hmm, I don't like people, I just keep to myself, then you are in trouble. You are in trouble. You are about to fall into a certain scripture. Luke 13, take us to verse 6. <laughs> I mean, I don't like people. People, they are too much for them. Please go home. Because here was Jesus. <laughs> a certain man, he's talk, it's Jesus speaking, telling us a story. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit. Can you see him looking for fruit? And found none. Then he said that to the dresser of the vineyard, he told the pastor, these three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree. I haven't found any. Cut it, cut it. Why is it disturbing the ground? Hey. And then the pastor was begging, please, you give us one more year. So as I'm preaching this sermon, I'm just saying, Lord, give us one more year. Because some of you, you have been in church 10 years, 12 years, 20 years. Where's your fruit? Who is in church because of you? If anything at all, Christ, some have left because of you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There are some behaviors when they are put forward, you see that the sheep, the sheep, they don't like troubled waters. They like still waters. So when they see a lot of poo 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 like that, then they just run away. Hey, hey, last one. Some people are called by their desires. It's also a way to be called. That is something you want to do, something you desire to do. And I thank God that a church, the house of God, is a place where we are even encouraged to desire to reach the top. 
So if you are desiring to be a bishop, cry, it's a good thing. It's a good desire. Many things in, in this life is usually not like that. If you go to a, uh, 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 an office and you say, oh, I want to be the managing director, or I, I want, hey, sh- the, the, same, the way you even be addressed, you'll not be happy. Yeah, you'll be seen as some way, but I thank God it's not like that in the things of God. So if you have a desire to progress, if you have a desire to do the work, because a bishop is an overseer of, the, of people. If you, if you wish to do something, to work with people at that level, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And sometimes you find that your desires are what are leading you. You desire to do something. You want to do something. I'm ending my sermon, but I just want to say to you that a time has come when you should find something to do. The coming of Christ is very close. It's very obvious. If you just need to listen to the news once, and I'm not talking to them about the news about elections, not that. Just if you just, I think you should, for a few weeks, just open international news and see. And you see the turmoil in the world. Hey, it's just building. Was it two years ago we had Russia, Ukraine? It is still there. It is not resolved. It's not resolved. He is already threatening Finland. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. Recently, he threatened Sweden. Yes. Then, because <laughs> we were there, no, one fine day, there was peace in Sudan. The next day, war, a war that, in fact, they have emptied the city, so I don't know what they are fighting about, but they are still at war. Then we were there, no, Palestinians woke up and said, we are coming to, that's for that story, eh? it's even wilder than, you know, because the Palestinians didn't just get up and do it. Hamas, they didn't just, they practiced in front of Israel. Yes, and the guards they had put at the border, they were all female soldiers. They saw it and for over three months in their daily records, they would say that Hamas is planning. They were practicing how to take hostages. They were practicing how to take uh, uh, what, our tanks. They were practicing how to breach the fence. The bosses would read, and it's just some small girls who are reading. Hmm. The Hamas, they cannot do. Are you there? That is a war. From October 7th, we are at uh, February Fourth, they are still on it. Are you in the house? And because of them, the Houthis have woken up and gone to attack U.S. boats. And the U.S. Oh, come on! What a mess! What a mess! Do you need more proof that Jesus is coming, or you are waiting until your own house shakes? Next week, I come and read to you the list of earthquakes. People went to sleep just like you and I. We go to sleep every day. Don't wait until it catches us. Let's go and look for fruit. For some people, night has fallen already. Yeah, night has fallen already. So we must work the works of him while it is day. For night cometh when no man can work. As for night, it can mean many things. It can mean your time is up. It can mean chaos. It can mean so many things. Some people, your job cries already your night. It has fallen already. But may God help us because we have preached this several times. And my prayer is that you will hear that call. And you allow yourself to do something so that you will not just be walking around in your own labor to experience the zilch of life. The zilch of life is when all is said and done, you have labored and labored and you discover that after all, what? May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Stand to your feet this afternoon. Just want to pray for yourself for a minute. Ask the Lord to have mercy on you. Ask Him to help you to find something to do that will bring forth fruit.
lift your voice and pray. 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 Have mercy on me, O Lord. Lift your voice and pray. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. to Jesus. Before you can stand and say anything about bearing fruit, you must be a Christian, you must be a believer. You are here, you need to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I need to pray for you. I need to pray. I need to pray with you and you need to confess him as your Lord and Savior. So if you are not sure that should time be up today, you are not sure that you go to heaven, please lift up your hand and let's pray together. Let's pray together. Maybe you're somewhere I can't see you. Just come to me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. Father, thank you. Thank you for today and thank you for your grace and your mercy that is with us and upon us. Help us to be doers of your will. We are called. Lord, help us to answer that call and to fulfill it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.